Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Edition of the Pajama Party. I want to host Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. So. Happy Thanksgiving, belated. Belated. Yes. Ooh, gobble, gobble. Great. How was yours? Wonderful. <laughs> I'm still patting my belly. All right. Oh, how was your Thanksgiving, Kettle? It was great. I really enjoyed it. Plenty of food. and Now I'm tired of it. Want something new. Yeah. Ready for some fried fish or something else? Mm, yeah. Huh? What about you, Papa? Pizza. Oh, <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. Take a break from all that gobble gobble. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I heard there were a couple of turkeys running around in the studio. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you should see one. Oh. See? Uh-uh. There you go. Uh, y'all, y'all gonna pardon those okay. turkeys? What's up? <laughs> well, you know, President. Nope. They must have gotten pardoned, being there. I guess. They still <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, Lord. They just running around. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm. Well, you might hear a couple of them running around, so mm-hmm. don't get excited. Thanksgiving is done now. Let's move on. I know that's right. Oh, boy. All right, Papa Didi. Over to you. Well, um, you know, uh, in lieu to the the, uh, shooting situation in Colorado, um, the question I want to see tonight is there, you think there's some type of a, the people that that does these mass shootings, you think there's a website somewhere they're looking at or some kind of something that they're on? Somewhere they, because I think there needs to be. It's got to be some kind of connection somewhere with something. Somebody's need. Somebody's looking or listening to something somewhere. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to believe that everything is so randomly selected by different people when their purpose is the same thing. So, um, what do you think about that? Hmm. You think that this? I mean, I know there's a lot of what do you call that? The black dark web or something like that. I mean. The web got a lot of layers to it, you know. Yeah, a lot know. of hidden stuff, even with that, what you call that, the Antifa stuff and all that, they're all undercover. The Proud Boys and all, they're all in deep cover that they got stuff where they So. I don't know. Maybe they are meeting up on the dark web somewhere. But that's a good point, you know. It's like, are these people colluding? As they say in legal terms, are they colluding to say, all right, here's the target. I'll go after this target. You go after that target. Because it it just seems like it couldn't be possible 
that all of these things are happening random. And everybody's waking up and doing the same different stuff. Like, what does the gay community have to do with school students? You know, you know what I mean? It's like, it's two different vibes, you know, like, one minute yeah. you're killing. Or a synagogue or, or a whatever synagogue, it may exactly. be, a church, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like, what, what? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. What you think, Kevin? That's a deep one. And you're right. There's a whole variety of stuff, too, between the Jewish community, the elementary schools, churches. Who knows? Um, there's just a lot going on. Um, you know, somebody once said there's maybe something in the air. They're pumping something in the air. People act, call, act crazy. Uh, it's just a lot going on, from shootings to, oh, boy. I, I can't keep up anymore. I'm just baffled. Um, it can't be that much hate in the world that people will be lashing out. Um, it's crazy, and it's scary, and on top of that, you know. Because, yeah. you know, you don't, you know, you go in stores and stuff, and you step on somebody's foot by accident, or... They say something wrong, get a confrontation. I was I was somewhere out last night, and and uh, the lady wasn't paying attention um, in line. And he's like, you know, go ahead, go ahead. So the woman, you know, turned around and said, you don't talk to me like that. And he's Uh-oh. still grumbling. I said, oh, boy, here we go. So I'm about to fester. But it just seemed like something was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um you know, I think there's a lot of mental illness out there. It is, but you can't blame it on that all the time. Um, I think either people are jealous or they just uh, not in the right place at the right time in their lives and they're mad at the world and, you know, they just lash out and take it out on people. Mm-hmm. And um, that's how, that's not how things should be. You got issues, you need to go talk to somebody. Go lay on somebody's couch. That's what they used to do back in the day. I don't know what they do now. You know, yeah. Now you get on somebody's website, right? A lot of these therapy sessions are online. Yeah, like you need to go find a website and talk to somebody. Yeah, you know, because a lot of times they don't they don't feel like they can talk to relatives and stuff. But then sometimes relatives they go back and tell other people, other relatives. Okay, you know, this one's crazy. You know, just yeah. start starting rumors. And well, I think if people could get beyond the whole stigma over mental health. That would help. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, people still have this whole idea of if you need therapy, then you're crazy. Right. And it's not about being crazy. Maybe you just need to talk to somebody. You just need to hear another perspective. Right. You just need a sounding board. It's not always about saying that you have, you know, a loose screw, so to speak. But people have that idea that if you go see a therapist, you're crazy. You're defective. Right. There's something wrong with you. Right. And it doesn't have to be. Right. And so it's hush-hush or taboo. It's like I can't, you know, tell somebody else mm-hmm. what's going on. But, uh, yeah. Well, if, if society can ever get over yeah. the whole mental health thing and therapy and all of that, right. we'd probably be better off and maybe some of these random killings. Yeah. It would be, you know, minimized. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think you got a good point, yeah. All right. Well, we're not taking any calls tonight because it's a holiday weekend. So we're just here to give you what we got 
because that's what we do. We want to keep our show on track, so we just hope you'll sit back and enjoy the show tonight. And um, I guess we'll be live uh, the following Friday. You know, we'll do it again. But tonight we are not taking any calls, so please enjoy the show. You can call in and listen at 914-803-4306. And uh, let's see, we're going to go right into the rundown. Yeah, okay. All right, Kim, what's going on in the rundown tonight? All right, we've got a lot, quite a bit tonight. Uh, In focus, the Chrisleys get jail time. Oh, boy, that's interesting. Also, what happened at Club Q? And body cam video shows Louisiana Sheriff's deputy shooting. Also, our cocktail of the week. Interesting one. Um, what's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. Of course, we have to lighten it up. Man tried to buy stolen human remains. Also, man pleads guilty to dousing bewitched statue in red paint. And facial hair. Fanatics claim their set world record for beard chain. Also, I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we're about to get into In Focus now. All right. Oh, we're going to take a little CC. Mm-hmm. So get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the uh, In Focus. This is The Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the pajama party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to the John Point. Anyone who's Papa D, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Oh, Swad, darling. Okay. Hmm. You know what? This is one of those got you stories. You know, when 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 people um, project a certain image on the outside, I tell you, you never know. You never know. Nowadays, I guess you can't cash in to nobody until you get proof. On all four sides, and this family is one of them. You know, this is uh, Todd and Julie Christie. You know, the guy Todd, he's one where he always got that permanent smile on his face. Only because a lot of these celebrities or these reality stars like him, they go to the dentist and they spend like maybe a special dentist. You know, uh, you know the ones that do all the, the the work to make you look, you know, fabulous. I've heard that stuff. Stuff sometimes it costs like a thousand dollars a tooth. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they yeah, just got to smile all the time, you know. Yeah, I think years. that one girl, she probably does it too. She does it a little more casual, but, mm-hmm. you know, the girl Julia Roberts? Yeah. Every time she smiles, her her smiles like, you know, right. sunshine. 
I think they've been there you know. or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this guy is, you know, Todd Christie is, oh, he's just over the top with everything. Okay, he's been uh, respectfully, they just kind of use a play on his own words, the way he talks and all. And he was all giddish with everybody, every celebrity from Oprah, everybody would listen to him about how fabulous he is and people was liking him. And he was all in his, his world, his self, his money, his perfect children, everything else. But he was respectfully sentenced to 12 consecutive years uh, in prison between him and his wife there, you know. And, uh, no, he's sentenced to 12 years. His wife's sentenced to seven years in prison, okay, in addition to their their prison sentence. Todd and Julie each uh, received an uh, order of uh, 16 months probation from U.S. District Judge uh, Eleanor Ross in Atlanta, Okay, so they're gonna be on. They're gonna be on some parolees when they get out of jail too. So, mm-hmm. but the only advantage they have is that this is federal, not state, mm-hmm. which means that they're they're being locked up according to uh, federal guidelines as opposed to state guidelines. You know, when you go to a state prison, you're going, you know, to the hood, so to speak. But the government facilities are more on the outskirts, and they're more, you know. So is the federal like a softer prison? It's it's more it's maintained better because it has more restrictions and more guidelines and things like that. And the state is more of the warden and all this, you know, like raw way. Which one did Martha Stewart go to? Federal more than likely if it's some type of uh, tax or Wall Street stuff like she had. She had the uh, inside training, so that's federal. Okay. But, you know, stuff like Mike Tyson, you know, his so-called rape charts, you know, he's that's a state penitentiary oh. and all that jazz. So different results altogether. Anyway, federal prosecutors said that the couple was driven by greed, and I'm sure they'll be on that show, American Greed, you know, that <laughs> CNBC. <laughs> I, I love that, that guy's, crazy. I love that guy's voice uh-huh. that narrates it. Yeah. He's so dramatic. And they were going to... <laughs> The cops were waiting. Uh, something Keach. Yeah. Stacey Keach. Is that him? Yeah, they're so dramatic on that show. Yeah, federal prosecutors said that the couple was driven by greed as they engaged in an extensive bank fraud scheme and then hid their wealth from tax authorities while flamishing their lavish lifestyles. Okay? The Christies gained fame with their USA Network reality show, Christie Knows Best. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep, that was popular. Which follows their uh, tight knit, uh, flamboyant family? They are. They were found guilty on federal charges in June and sentenced by the U.S. District Judge Eleanor Ross in a hearing that began Monday. Okay, the Christies have built an empire based on the lie that their wealth came from dedication to hard work. Mm, Prosecutor. Lies, lies. The yeah. jury, and I dig this here, the jury, unanimous, unanimous verdict, meaning all 12, mm-hmm. unanimous verdict, set the record straight. Todd and Julie Christie are career swindlers, they said, mm. who have made a living Ooh. by jumping from one fraud scheme to another, uh. lying to banks, stiffing vendors. And evading tax evade, evading taxes for years. Mm-hmm. So the Christies uh, disagree with the government's guideline calculations. Todd Christie 
lawyer wrote in a uh, filing that he should not face more than nine years in prison. <laughs> what, really? Not facing more than nine years and that the judge should sentence him below and lower end of the guidelines, you know, because sentencing guidelines based on what you did, how long you've been arrested and all that jazz, you know. Julie Christie's lawyer wrote that the uh, reasonable sentence for her should be probation with a special with a special condition that she didn't have any idea of his wrongdoings. Mm. Really? Uh, and you married to this joker. Anyway, the Christies were convicted in June on charges of bank fraud, tax evasion, and conspiring to defraud the Internal Revenue Service. Mm -hmm. Julie Christie was also convicted of wire fraud and obstruction of of justice by trying to destroy evidence. Uh Uh-huh. And now you have no idea, but you're trying to get rid of the evidence. But you know what, what gets me with these people is that through the whole thing, their hair was still jet blonde. Their cars are always clean. Yeah. Their teeth look fabulous. Everything yeah. looked beautiful on the surface. Yeah. Anyway, the prosecutors have said that the couple submitted fake documents to banks and managed to secure more than $30 million in fraudulent loans Woo! based on money they claimed that they were making off their off their uh, talk shows. But the bank never verified what they were making just on their popularity. That should be wrong. They just take their word for it. Okay, so once that scheme fell apart, they walked away from their responsibilities to repay the loans when Ty Christie declared Ooh. bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. While in bankruptcy, they stated that their reality show and flawed wealth and lifestyle to the American public was, uh, you know, it was on rocky terms. Okay, when they began making millions from the show, they hid the money from the IRS to avoid paying taxes. So that's the main thing that got them. But tax evasion was the biggest thing. That's what took down Al Capone. It sure did. Anyway, so the couple submitted a false document to the grand jury that was investigating their crimes and then uh, convinced friends and family members to lie for them. Oh, my God. So they just they just been busy. Look, what, what happened to Mama? I don't know, because she was on that show, too. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few episodes. I didn't watch it with any regularity. Yeah, they're probably going after the big fish, you know. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying what's going on with the mom because he was more or less kind of financing her. Well, you know. So. I guess mama better find a new financer. And then they had a 12-year-old son. That's going to be kind of rough. Now, when they going consecutive, they're going together or they're going separate? Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, I can't say uh, her name. What was her name? Teresa somebody... She and her husband, when they got busted, right. the judge allowed, because of the kids right. and young, and yeah, but, you, allowed him but their to go kids first. ain't young. No, they have a 12-year-old son. So but you know what, son. though? But see what gets me, and I don't mean no disrespect with this. This is only a subject that comes up when his white folks about to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When black folks about to go to jail, nobody gives a hell a, a, a God bless it. Well, who's who's married or who's going to yeah, jail first well, or whatever? How old the kids are. They'll send the woman that. to one jail and him to the next jail and yeah. the, the apartment. They'll keep is, it moving. Right. They'll keep it moving. Well, I don't understand. And how did that thing with the reality stars, see, that's all based on a judge issuing that kind of crap yeah. because that stuff is not even. I didn't understand that's how not even Teresa, normal stuff. what was her name, Guida Ducci or something like that, mm-hmm. how she and her husband. Got a deal like that. How he went and served his time first, she stayed home with the kids, 
and then when he finished his sentence, yeah, but he went but to why jail. do we? Well, sometimes it depends on the state, you know. But why do we? No, I think it depends on the judge. The judge in the, the in the state, yeah, in, in the suburban situation right. and all the that crap that goes with. That was what, New York. That was up But that is so unfair because was it crime? It's crime, you know. You can't put a dress, you know, on a pig and call the lady. Okay. You know, a crime is a crime. Yeah. You know, I'm just, you know. Yeah, I know. This was a crime. And these these people here, they're going to, and you'll get some yeah, Steve not be Bannon. Special preference. Steve Bannon the same way. They want they giving him time. They they're not putting him in, they're not putting him in jail until after mm-hmm. his appeals. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'm like, well, what the hell? I've never heard of that. Why does everybody get the chance to have breaks and all, but people of another persuasion, persuasion yeah, just on. goes down. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and Bannon, he's and what I gets me know. too. Lastly, I'll say. Whenever these jokers they, they ass up against the wall, when the camera's on, they smiling like everything is still wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you be looking on your face if you had all this internal revenue stuff up your butt, Ainie? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you have a different look on your face? Yeah. But they'd be like, hey, yeah, this Chris is Todd Christie. Hi, everybody. Hi. 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 You know, they just project the image. Same with Steve Bannon. Every time you see him. Right. Well, he's on, yeah, yeah, look that. This is the blood. This is the, it, it's true. It's crazy. I don't get it, boy. That privilege is vicious. Yeah, yeah it is. It's alive and well. Mm-hmm. It is. And they know it's entitled to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see it. Like I said, if they go at the same time, are they going to go separate? Yeah. yeah. Well, this no. is down in Atlanta. He got a long time so, ahead of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got 12 years. I'm sure that no matter how much, no matter how clean his face is and how blonde his hair is and how beautiful his teeth look, I'm sure when that boy get by himself, he's putting his head between his legs saying, damn, I fucked up. Yeah. He won't have his makeup team and the glam squad and mm-hmm. all of that stuff when they get to jail. Well, it was, um, I don't think you mentioned there was a legend fair with his um, partner. Oh, yeah. Well, I his, thought he was um, gay from the beginning. Partner. I don't know where. Yeah. I don't even know where the wife came from because every time, ever since I've seen him, I... Well, they had three children together. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's his second know. wife. Right, I know. That's where he, that's where children, that's where mm-hmm. he came from. Yeah. You know? They had those children. He so. probably bought them from... I think they got some stuff you can buy from GNC you put in them. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't Some baby making you pills. Put water in the, you put water in a bottle. You put water in a bottle and the kids are there. And it creates babies. Not messing with that. Okay. All right. Let's keep it moving. Keep it moving. All righty. Right. Um, okay. Changing gears. This is the University of Idaho. Uh, what happened? As police continue to comb through evidence in the killings of four University of Idaho students found dead nearly 10 days ago, the family of the victims came together to grieve their losses at a memorial on Monday. Um, wow, these people were young, 20, 21, 20 and 21. All four were discovered in a home near the University of Idaho campus in the city of Moscow after police responded to a call about an unconscious person. The victims had been stabbed to death, according to the coroner. Mm. The grisly crime rattled the small college community of about 26,000 residents that hasn't uh, recorded a murder since 2015, and anxiety intensified when police said they were unable to ensure the public wasn't at greater risk. 
So they hadn't found the killer, so I guess he was still out there on the loose. I don't know if he was armed or not. I mean, but uh, to me, it just sounds like it was an inside thing. Mm-hmm. He said there was no um, uh, forced entry or anything like that. So I just think it was some, probably some people within their circle. And I just think somebody got jealous. So um, it does go on to say that investigators have started to build a timeline of events regarding the students and their last known whereabouts before the fatal attack. All four victims were back at the house by about 1.45 a.m. This was Sunday. From there, authorities are working to determine how and when the attack transpired. So had to be between, what, after 2 o'clock until they found them that morning. Mm. That whole thing was crazy. It it was, and and for them to be that close, um, it is like you said, it's just, just crazy. And it, I'm sorry, were you going? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it just doesn't seem like this could have been the act of one person, because mm-hmm. there's four people that were stabbed. Yeah, not just somebody. shot by somebody mm-hmm. that went. Boom, 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 real quick. Right. But when you stab somebody, you got to get up close and personal. Right. But it does say that they likely were asleep. So, <clears throat> you know, if they were out partying, this and that, yeah. they would have been a little intoxicated. And, you know, when you're drunk and sleep, you just sound asleep. You don't so would you not much. even scream or you would may you not, not react? may not have heard the person come in. I mean, you know. It just seems like at least by the second person, somebody would have had a reaction. Mm-hmm. Unless we're to believe that all of them were so dead, drunk, high, some mm-hmm. combination thereof, that if somebody entered your room and attacked you like that, even like the one girl who they said put up a struggle, was the struggle completely in silence? To the point where none of the other people heard anything. Yeah, not at all. Right, but this well, it just me, doesn't sound right. Let me read this part, and I, I didn't hear them mention this. The Moscow police um, do not believe two roommates who were at the home during the attack and uninjured were involved in the crime. Yeah, they they're giving everybody a break, and then the guy, then there's a guy that I heard that um used to go with one of the girls. Right. They got killed, and they were going together for five years. Right. Before now, five years. You say the lowest, youngest one was in their twenties. Yeah. So that goes 15? back. To, that goes back to fifteen yeah, teenage years. Yeah. That's high school age. Yeah. And then for some reason, they, they said up. the dog that that was not killed is going to go to the ex boyfriend because it was theirs together. So how are you sewing all this? How are you sewing the dog together, but not bringing the people? Then they said there's, there's no. No sexual assault. Well, right. I, I think that they're really bullshitting them parents because right. ain't no way you're going to be two young, three three young pretty girls. And I don't know. I You know, it's almost like as mysterious as the OJ trial, you know. There was a guy and the, um, the woman that were in the picture together, they were together? They were together, the one okay. with the guy, the guy with the girl. And girls, they were sisters? No, they were friends. they were just friends. Okay. And you know, it's just it just seems to me my my conclusion on it is that I just think that this police force hit them like sometime when something hits the police force and never hit them before, mm-hmm. you see how much a police force becomes Keystone cops. Right. right you know what I mean? Right. Their resources and their everything. They don't want to show how much 
they're out of their league, and they don't want to call the big city in because they don't want that. You know, you know right. these. If, if you've yeah. seen the the show, my cousin Vinny, you know how they were so much on him. Right. Yeah. They didn't want him to bring his New York style right. Right. down there, so they don't want to bring in the, the next town to investigate it. So yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, we don't have. I don't think they have anything. No, they're going to bring an FBI on this. Yeah, so something's going, something's going to go down. They're trying to keep it local, but once the FBI get into it. Yeah, but you know, it's going to it's get, it's be so okay. far gone. By the time the FBI get their teeth in it, whoever did it could be in Canada somewhere. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's something to believe. It's somebody that was in their circle. They local. They not going over. Yeah, away. but who knows how damaged the crime scene is now. Yeah. Who, they yeah, probably they went there and just put tracks all that. over the yeah. crime scene. Yeah. And then he's trying to keep the story with all the parents. Well, what did we tell them? What did we do? And then the parents don't seem to be aggressive or not themselves. It's just yeah. so weird. Yeah. So Yeah, they do seem to be very Everybody is back. so laid back trying to, oh, well, it's, they're it's doing their like best. It's like they're in a pack or something. And yeah. whatever goes on in, in this community stays in this community. And if this, now, and also on, on a twist of things, what if this was four black students, wow. three females and one black male? Oh, where would where would this be? There'd be many rumors. It'd be um, all over the place. You know, Menage Trois. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or, oh yeah. Oh, they party. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear them talking about. Oh yeah, they be talking about. They're not talking drugs, about anything. We're involved and all They're so busy stuff. trying right. to, to to save to wrap the it up. humanity yeah, it up. of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're we're trying. We didn't tell the public, but there was some sexual assault. Well, or there we was some cocaine the found in the room. Right. Uh, we won't talk about but they that. Did, now they did. Now I don't know who released it, but they did show some pictures of them partying. Yeah, I saw them dancing around. Yeah, but I'm saying I yeah, heard no reference got, of drugs. They had right. just got in. Then the girl said that the the one girl called the guy like five times, and then the family says, "Well, that's nothing normal. He's always calling him five times like that." I'm like, "Wait a minute! This happened just before she died." And if you're away in Minnesota somewhere, how the hell you know why she was calling him five times mm-hmm. in Idaho? Right. And you, but then here's a sister. Well, no, she calls. I'm just assuming she's calling five times. I'm like, boy, <laughs> these motherfuckers, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I tell you, this has got to be this has got to be the strangest stuff I've ever seen when it yeah. comes to four people getting killed. Cause the place must have been a mess, you know. Cause if somebody stabbed you, man. Whew, that's killing yeah, for that's real. But that's the thing people get stabbed. That's the type of crime of passion. Yeah, well, that's that's what yeah, they said what first. They then said. they, then yeah. they ruled that out. Yeah, it's a crime of passion. Somebody was mad at somebody. Male, female, they were mad at somebody. Yeah, something was going on. Yeah, but then for you to go and stab not one, not two, not three, but four people, something well, was going on. Well, sometimes people got to stab everybody that could be a witness. Right. That's so true. you never know. It could have been a fight with the guy. Yeah. And once he got rid of him, and they locked the door, and look, I, you know, we we won't, we never tell nobody, we never tell nobody. Right. He ain't going for that, mm-hmm. you know. So that this that's whole what, crime. That goes back to my point about was there no sound? Did nobody? No sound. There's no forced entry. But it's, it's it's still preliminary. So you know, we still getting bits and pieces, but they ain't telling us the bits and pieces. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. So. All right, we'll continue to follow. All right. Well, I got another weird one for you. This one is uh, some body cam video shows a Louisiana sheriff, <clears throat> sheriff deputy, shooting an unarmed black man in the head. Here we go again with this. This uh, Louisiana state police released body cam footage showing a rep- 
I'm not sure how you pronounce the name of this parish. Rapides? Rapides? Okay, I'll say Rapides. Rapides Parish Sheriff Deputy told uh, fatally shooting an unarmed black man in the head during a traffic stop. It was a traffic stop. Now, how did brother end up getting shot in the head? So this happened actually on November 6th, and, of course, it has sparked outrage in the predominantly black city of Alexandria in Louisiana. Now, at a press conference, uh, it was not only was Anderson's body cam footage was shown, <clears throat> but also footage that was recorded by a bystander that was at the traffic stop. Okay. okay. So in the video, Derek Kidling, age 45, is seen being stopped by Deputy Rodney Anderson in Alexandria, which is in central Louisiana, while driving a Chevrolet Silverado pickup during the day in a residential neighborhood. Now, the camera footage shows when Kip Kittering, Kitling, I'm sorry, steps outside of his vehicle. The deputy tells him to stay right there, but also tells him to then walk toward his truck, which Kitling was standing beside and was getting out at the driver's seat. So then the sheriff, Anderson, is never heard saying why was Kitling being stopped in the first place. Kitling is asking over and over, why am I being stopped? What's the problem? What did I do? You know, the typical things. But Anderson never answered him. So at about four minutes and 30 seconds into the video, a struggle begins because at some point the sheriff is telling him, well, put your arms behind your back, do this, do that. And the brother is asking him, why? What did I do? What is the problem? He keeps asking questions, and the sheriff is not giving him any answers. So in the video, about four minutes and 30, uh, four minutes, 30 seconds in, then you can see the deputy pulling out a stun gun and firing it at Kidling. Kidling appears to try to block the taser before the two end up in a struggle and they end up on the ground. Then Kidling appears to grab the taser while they're on the ground, while the taser, rather, is on the ground. And it's unclear whether Kidling actually pointed the taser at the, at the sheriff. So then the officer is seen fighting with Kidling from various angles on the uh, the body cam footage. The struggle lasts for about a good one minute, and then the deputy fires a shot. Anderson then makes a call to other officers and tells them that he shot Kidling in the head. Mm -hmm. So now Kidling's family has retained civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump mm -hmm. to represent them. And since Kidling's fatal shooting, of course, protests have been held all throughout Alexandria. People are pissed off because they've seen the footage and they're basically saying, we don't see any justification for why this sheriff should have shot this brother in the head. I mean, I don't, now I don't understand why is it that when a police or sheriff whatever, I'll just say law enforcement person. Mm -hmm. When you stop somebody and they ask you, "What? why am I being stopped? Why don't y'all just answer the question? Right. I because this happens time and time again. Mm -hmm. These these law enforcement folks, 
for whatever reason, they don't answer that question. So now you end up in an altercation one way or another because people just want to know. I've been stopped for various reasons, and all I wanted to know is what did I do? I mean, if I knew I was flying like a, driving like an escaped convict, I already know what I did. But if I know I'm doing things correct and you pull me over, I want to know. What's the problem? Yeah, but that, that, that's sometimes an unsensible thing to say these days because cops, you know, sometimes cops have their own conclusion of what you did that they can't tell you because the guy was in a Silverado, so he probably thought that it wasn't his car because in most cases, but that's a lot of black. Yeah, well, wait a minute. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the fact that, first of all, you got to give the cop a chance to make up a fucking lie. Because he's lying. So when you <laughs> okay, when you no, demand, all right, well, then you'll end up like him, like mm-hmm. that guy. Because when when a cop but, pulls you over and he has no, and, and he can't answer you right away, it's because he he can't he can't think of no shit to tell you he's yet. He's trying to figure out. Well, what, he's trying right because say. he feel like I got authority and I don't really have a, I don't have to answer you right now because I'm assuming that this is a stolen pickup because you niggas don't drive pickup trucks. That's a white boy thing. You know, so you never know what's on this crazy-ass mind. But when you keep pestering and pestering and pestering him, now he's going to think he's tougher and tougher and tougher. But he got the gun and the taser and all that shit, the whole police force behind him. So at some point, you really got to be cool. I'm not saying what he did was completely fucking wrong, but you cannot be too aggressive with a motherfucker that got a 9 millimeter on his side and you ain't got shit. Right. But if you know you didn't like like we want to say, you know you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, but I'm trying saying? to live I, as a now, black I, I, man. I can't I, even. I understand, but I've, I've I been can't in that, reach that far. I've been in that position before. Now I made a right turn. There's a signal, and I went through. It was yellow, and that means stop. I should have stopped. So the cop was sitting right there on the corner. He pulled me over. And I had another pastor in the car, and they were upset. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Why are they playing? I said, I got it. I got it. I already knew what I had done. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I knew that. So when the cop came, he said, well, he explained. At least he explained. Mm-hmm. You know, you turn, signal was yellow, whatever. We're having some um, issues on this corner because you're supposed to stop because the pedestrians have to have a chance to walk. Okay. And I respected what he said. Okay, went back there, checked, checked my ID, whatever, whatever. Broke stamp ticket, I was gone. Okay, bye. <laughs> $100 ticket, I was pissed. Oh, my God. But I'm just saying, like Papa Didi said, sometimes you do have to be just calm and cool, you know. Yeah. But I'm everybody... just saying, if they stop you and you feel so confident that I did nothing wrong, I didn't turn illegally, I didn't run any red lights, I didn't, do anything wrong. Are you talking about as a woman or a man? As I'm just a black talking about woman as a black person. man. No, it's not as a person. It don't roll like that out there. But you know what? That's half the battle. It doesn't roll like that it's, out there. It's, let me say this. It's half the battle because that's what they want you to do. So it's yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Yes, exactly. Until you either you're going to give I'm me a ticket even, yeah, a violation I'm or you're going to let me go my way. And, I'm not know. even going to reach nowhere well, near that. It gets to the point, like with this brother, when he starts telling you, turn around, put your hands behind your back. You're like, wait a minute. What, what is no, you don't, no, this you don't say wait a minute. No, you don't. Black man. That's how exactly. He's, you, threatened, he's threatened. He's scared yeah. to death, already got the edge, and he's got a fucking gun. So you can be all political you want. 
Right. If you want your ass to die that night, That's you got to back off of that shit. Yeah, you you really got to back off as a black man. Now, how you women handle it, I don't know. I will never know because that's not my gender. So I'm just saying, you know, well, as a black right. man, That's just the way shit. I handle I say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. Hey, okay, put your hands yeah. behind your back. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's go to the police station where I'll be fucking safe. And then we can sort it out. You can right, go through my right. car, yeah. look through my shit. I got I got bags back there because they don't want bags in the store. I don't want to buy one for a quarter or 50 cents. <laughs> but you know what? Let me say this and we're going to move on. Let me say that's what all that is. Let me say this. When you see, like, on TV and the cops pull the people over and they ask you, well, do you have any drugs? Do you have this? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, a lot of lies. You tell the cop the truth, he'll respect that. Yeah, you will. And, you know, you you just have to tell the cop the truth. You know, I don't care what you tell him, you better tell him the truth. Because if he catch you on a lie, he really going to be mad. So, you know, that's that's that's, that's It sounds thing. like a no-win scenario, but okay. at, at that time, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think we need a cocktail right now. Because <laughs> this is some bull. Some bull. Beep. Oh. That is. All right. All right, Cocktail of the Week, brought to you by Kettle and D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. What you got for us this weekend? Well, this cocktail is for the holidays. It's called the Apricot Sunray. Oh. This is a variation of two popular punch recipes, uh, sangria and champagne punch. So um, the recipe was created to showcase Tennessee Black. Oh. The great cognac offers hints of jasmine. Um, orange flowers and its flavorings. Okay, they trying to get cute there. Yeah, that sounds very cute, very fancy. All right, so this punch includes a half um, a bottle of cognac. Ooh, a half a bottle. This is a punch. Oh, okay. For the holidays. Scared. Bam! You'll be knocked down. Oh, for you. Scared. Okay. Um. Yeah, half a uh, bottle of cognac. One bottle of sparkling wine, three cups of apricot liqueur, one and a half cups of apricot nectar, one and a half cups of freshly squeezed lemon juice, um, so it's about six or seven lemons, four cups of freshly squeezed blood orange juice, ooh, that's from about 12 blood oranges, ow, four to six apricots thinly sliced, five lemons sliced, thinly sliced, one blood orange thinly sliced, and 12 uh, braided cherries. Mmm. Mm. Fancy. It is. Gather the ingredients uh, in a large punch bowl or pitcher. Add all the ingredients and stir with ice. Serve and enjoy. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. And what's it called again? It is called the Sunray. Apricot Sunray. Okay, now. Apricot Sunray. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds absolutely gorgeous. cute. Okay, apricot sun rave. For the cocktail of the week. All right, Papa Didi. I like the Let's go down to Papa Didi, and we'll make sure we get that posted it, 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 on the website. It lights the, y'all. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, instead of sangria, red all the time. Yeah. Light up a little bit. That's that blood orange makes nah. that color. All right, Papa Didi, over to you. What's poppin'? Well, um, you know, I put a bunch of notes here just to uh, kind of go over what we was talking about earlier with the state of mind with people. You know, 
I think a lot of things are going on today because the biggest thing is that people are growing up so fast. You know, and when I say growing up, I don't mean just growing up in size, you know, not intelligence or intellect or knowledge or traditional learning from their parents or anything. It just seemed like the families are so broken up today that anybody 22, 23, 24 years old, you know, a lot of them are just, you know, they they just been going through the motions for a lot of years, you know, freshly fresh out of high school. If they didn't go to college or anything like that, you know, they're just working odd jobs and doing anything. And their mindset and intellect is, is very low, to say the least. I mean, they think they're smart as hell. You know, they think they're sharp as hell, you know. But when a situation confronts them, you know, they're they're so far behind in the mindset. You know, because, you know, as, as a person of a certain age will tell you that learning stuff back in the day from your parents and your uncles and your aunts and all that, those are great lessons. You know, and it prepares you for a lot of things, you know, the military and other things like that. Just like the gentleman that uh, took down the person at that uh, at the, at the uh, club there in Colorado when he was talking, you know, he said he went right, right back to his his uh, his time frame. And, and I feel the same way sometimes with me being raised in, in Philadelphia during my age. I don't want to date myself, but they were gang worn back then, you know. And they were gangs were so close back then, you know. They had the Moon Gang that was here, the Coast Osage Avenue, the El, the El Manors, four or five gangs like right six seven blocks away from each other, mm-hmm. shooting and everything else. But it wasn't it wasn't reckless shooting like now. This was this was back in the day gang shooting where people you know were gang warring as they call it mm-hmm. back then, and. I, I think now if I'm in the driveway and I see a car acting, you know, sporadic or crazy or people in a car acting weird, I can I can kind of not, not squat in the same position from back in the day, but I have that instinct in my mind, you know? And the, the, the point I'm making now is that everybody with the world we live in today should have some kind of exit plan in their mind or some type of recovery plan in your mind no matter where you are mall or whatever you are when you hear something or whatever you have to go into some type of mode in your mind where you now are going to have to worry about how you're going to protect yourself or protect others or get out of a situation where's the exit door you know what i mean you have to have that in your mind today you can't roll around with being, and, and you see a lot of people, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say just young people, but all people. Some people walk around, they're in a cloud. You know, they're acting like this world is so damn perfect that they ain't got to prepare for shit. You know, and they're just so dazed, living off, you know, their mother just gave $100 and they're in the mall just, you know, life is so good. Oh, I'm going to go to the store and just buy, buy, buy. And they're not thinking about anything. But in today's world... You have to have a little precautionary measure with everything you do, where you park your car. I even look at cars that I park beside. I don't know if you guys do that. Mm-hmm. You go park next to a car that look like that person don't give a damn about their car. <laughs> okay, they got oh, they got two, uh, what do you call those tires when you got a flat tire? What is it called? The, uh, uh, the donut. The donut. They got two donuts. And one side of the car is beat up like crazy. crazy. I'm like, oh, shit, I ain't parked next to this one. <laughs> so the first thing they're going to do is look at my window. Uh-huh. Because obviously their car is not up to par, or neither is their life up to par. So I'm going to pull my nice car up next to their piece of shit car, 
and no disrespect to the car, but sometimes your car and your house is a reflection of you. Okay? So, but all I'm saying in a nutshell is that sometimes I think a lot of people got to realize in this world, like, what's what's on your mind? You know, what's permanently on your mind when you go out anymore? What's bothering you? Because something is bothering all of us, you know? But it seemed like you can handle stuff a little better if you kind of either keep it to yourself or talk to somebody professionally or don't talk out loud about it around no more than you and another person. And if something's bothering you that much, you really have to seek help with that as opposed to you keep walking around and you, you're going up against situation. You go into a crowded supermarket. You all mess up in the head over some shit, and you're just going to say, fuck it, let me just go in Safeway. You know, and by the time you go to aisle four, you're going to confront some bullshit. Because you came in Safeway with a knot on the front of your head of an attitude, and you found somebody that's going to knot with you. And you at the now you're at the deli screaming at the lady cutting the turkey because your life is so fucked up right now that the lady cutting the turkey is just, she just didn't cut the turkey. Can I see the slice you cut? I didn't want it that thick. Why did you cut that thick? I didn't want you. It's not even about the turkey slice. You know what I mean? Your mind is so warped with shit that, you know, so, I mean, in closing, I, I just want to say that we... I mean, seeking help, whether it's free help, paid for help, or what have you, you know, there's stuff on everybody's mind. Don't feel alone with that. Because everybody got some shit in mind, whether it be family, friends, job, whatever, car, bills, whatever. Everybody got shit on their mind. But when you start taking that stuff and, and playing it on the outside of your mind and starting trouble when you're out in society, that's when it comes to problems. So I'm going to leave it there. All right. Well, you're right about it. Step back and realize it's not even about you. Or I, you know, apologize or whatever. I, ain't, you know, mean to snap at you, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, when you realize what you did. Right, right, you're right. But, uh, but then sometimes it just takes one person to uh, say something nice to you or speak to you, and it's like it just change your whole trajectory. Like, yeah, you know. You know. Just one random act of kindness. Right, right. And flip all of that around. Right. Like somebody just holding the door or whatever. And some people, they're rude in that. They don't even say thank yeah. you or nothing or, you know. But for the most part, they are. But uh, Yeah, you're right about it. And one thing I've, I've learned to do also lately, and it's happened to me just recently, I've learned not to react to people's reactions. When mm-hmm. somebody goes off on you, mm-hmm. right. you know, we had a lady go off on me online up at the medical center. Mm-hmm. You know, she just, I, I wanted to step up and ask somebody a question. And she said, I'm next in line. I said, well, I, I'm just going to ask them something. I want to ask them something, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, and at that point, I just, I, I said, well, go ahead, go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead. You know, because yeah. I could have turned around and said, "Well, fuck you." I mean, you know what I mean? Because right. an argument is going to happen if y'all if you reciprocate somebody's right. actions. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes people want that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, yeah, she wanted it. Because she wanted either it. Either your life is effed up, or you don't have enough activity. She wanted. It. I could tell with her attitude <laughs> that she had the whole Karen thing working full time. Some people are just and I wasn't playing it. Mm-hmm. That's just how they roll. Right. They're I out wasn't here looking there. for a fight. Right. And they're like, are you going to fight with me? Are you going to fight with me? And they just keep looking. But see, the one thing that I learned in my life that I can't do, 
no matter how the world thinks it's so peaceful and open and everything is so I can't never ever forget while I'm out there that I'm a I'm a black man. I can't never forget that. I gotta I, I remind myself of that the whole time I'm out. Of every situation I go into before I respond to anything, when I approach people for the first time at the window, at a Midas dealer to get a muffler done, whatever. I'm just I'm wondering yourself. I'm Black wondering and no, I'm just wondering how mm-hmm. am I how am I being perceived? Because that's what'll blow your mind. Because I don't care if you got hundred dollar bills in your pocket and your car is nice as hell, you're still being perceived as a black man. Because when anybody calls the police or anything, the first thing they say to the dispatcher, it's a black man. I'm in. I'm in a problem here. It's a black man. It's a black guy. That's like wow. She didn't. She just. She just told the dispatcher who's going to tell the police, and the police going to come now looking for a black man. That's why I'll probably be out there. And equals threat. By the time the cops come, I'll be gone. Right. Okay. But you know, I've, I've, I've learned because I'm in a service kind of industry, and it's like the way I open people up is either I'll talk about the weather or I'll say, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. It's not about me now. I'm servicing you, but it's like this is how you open a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I get that feedback. It's like, oh, my day is going pretty good. How about yours? And when they reciprocate, I'm like, okay, I I got them at that, so yeah, you know, it's it's more easy. It's not as tense or whatever it could be, but uh, it's a way to disarm people, right? Because some people come in with all their baggage yeah. and armor. Yeah. But when you disarm everybody, it makes them feel like, okay, yeah, we're we're not ready to battle now. Right. We're just trying well, to be well, cool. we're on the same level. Yeah. You know, I'm having a pretty decent day. But what about you? Oh, it's kind of chilly today. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. You know, so the conversation continues. When you continue a conversation with someone, they're more or less kind of at ease. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to. That was a good one, Tom. Yes, that was. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. All right. It's time for the weird news, and I'm going to kick it off with this one about this weird man. We got a man in Pennsylvania that's been charged with abuse of a corpse. He's also been charged for receiving stolen property and other charges that police say he allegedly tried to buy stolen human remains oh, from an oh. Arkansas woman for possible resale on Facebook. What? What is wrong with these people? <laughs> you can't write this stuff. I'm telling you, you can't make this up. A spokeswoman for the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences in Little Rock confirmed that the remains had been donated to UAMS's facility and were sent to the mortuary for cremation. UAMS spokeswoman Leslie Taylor said the remains were sent to the mortuary services in Little Rock where they were allegedly stolen by a female mortuary employee and sold. And, of course, there's now a federal investigation going on behind that. Now, they said that we're very respectful of those who donate their bodies, and we are appalled that such a thing could happen. That's what Ms. Taylor said, who's a representative of the mortuary. Um, she also hung up on a reporter who reached out to her um, Thursday. FBI Little Rock spokesperson said that their office was aware of the Pennsylvania incident, but they had no comment. Uh, the East Pennsboro Township in Pennsylvania announced the arrest and charges against 40-year-old Jeremy Lee Pauley of Enola, Pennsylvania. 
Paulie had been arrested on back in jet in July. I'm sorry, July 22nd. He had an initial court appearance on Thursday. Um, let's see, he was released on a $50,000 bond, and on a Facebook page of his same name, he had posted pictures of bags and stacks of femurs. Which bone is the femur? Is that the arm? Or is that the leg? Okay, he had stacked pictures of stacks of femurs. One caption said, picked up more medical bones to sort through. Um, he also said, vendors of the odd and unusual museum exhibits, guest lectures, live entertainment, and more. Strange, curious, and unique in every way possible with a link to his website. That's the way he was promoting these human remains for sale. The femur bone is a thigh bone. Thigh bone. Okay, thank you. So the district attorney said, I think I've seen it all, and then something like this comes around. Uh, the question we had to answer is, is the sale of body parts and bones legal or is it illegal? Wow. It turns out, to our surprise, that some of this stuff is actually legal and what? some of it isn't. What? Who knew? So they're still sorting it out. The investigation is still going on. But, I mean, just the fact that you have somebody who works in a mortuary who's stealing human remains to doing? sell to people who want to buy human remains, there's some freakiness going what on. What are they doing with God only knows. On to the next weird news. Okay. Who, who's up next? I am. That was a real one, yeah. This is in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh-oh, about some witches. Let's see. Uh-uh. Man pleads guilty to dousing bewitched statue in red paint. A man will be sentenced to 18 months. Wow. Of probation after pleading guilty to vandalizing the quote-unquote bewitched statue by dousing the Salem, Massachusetts tourist attraction with red paint over the summer. <laughs> That's a lot of money to clean that. Thirty-two-year-old yeah. um, resident was originally sentenced to a year in jail, but a Salem District Court judge suspended the sentence on conditions the man repay the cost of repairing the damage inflicted on the bronze statue. Mm-hmm. This uh, statue depicted actor Elizabeth Montgomery as lead character Samantha Stevens in the 1966 call, sitting on a broom stick in front of a crescent moon. In June, a prosecutor said the man was going through a rough time and wanted to do something to get arrested and was held on bail. His attorney said he had been living in a shelter for two weeks since his marriage ended and had been looking for a new job. He was also charged with disorderly conduct, which will be dismissed after 30 days. The statue was erected in the city famous for the 1692 witch trails in 2005 that picked protest from someone um, said it trivialized the tragedy of the trial. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, nothing else to do. Poor baby. Mm. Well, I can see how it trivialized the actual witch trials because there were actual people that were burned alive and right. murdered mm-hmm. because they were accused right. of being a witch. Right. And Bewitched is not a real person. Mm-hmm. You know, that was from a TV show. So I can see person. how they felt like that trivialized what happened there, wow. those trials. But wow. There's nothing else to do. But my yeah. thing is, I would have let his, excuse my language, ass stew in jail. Yeah. 
You destroying public property at like least that. six months. I don't care. Yeah, he's defacing for property. Him six months and then uh, he still had to pay retribution for the for the uh, you know yeah the statue. Still. That's enough stuff. That's All right. Chooses white folks. Okay. There you go. Mm. White privilege strikes again. Right. What you got for us, Papa? Oh, it's my turn? Yes, it is. That's wrong. You don't want to. Papa Didi, where news? What you got? All right, I got, um, this is a, uh, looks like a, a beard contest. Beard? <laughs> facial yeah. facial oh, hair fanatics. Yeah. Okay. They're uh, claiming that they set the world record for the largest beard chain. So a chain is a. That's a thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I Woo-hoo. guess it takes other people to make that happen because a chain is a consecutive length of a okay. thing. So oh. this, happened in, this happened in Casper, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Now tell me where the hell Casper, Wyoming is. Heard of Wyoming and I heard Wyoming of Casper. Wyoming somewhere. I heard of Wyoming and I heard of Casper, friendly ghosts. <laughs> but uh, facial hair enthusiasts claim to have set a new world record for the longest beard chain during an event in Wyoming on Friday. Okay, the Casper Star Tribune reported this. Participants gathered at the Gaslight Social, which is a bar in Casper. Mm. All right, now, where they stood side by side and clipped their beards together, to, and, and clipped their beards and braided them together to create a hairy chain that was measured 150 feet long. Okay. All right, according to the newspaper. <laughs> That's more than double the Guinness Book World Record, which is 62 feet 6 inches, set in Germany in 2007. So I wonder, was the Guinness people there to record that or, you know? Yeah, maybe or they taking called the right people. Yeah, should have called the right people before you did it. But to, to, to participate, people needed to uh, sport a beard that was at least 8 inches long. So they had wow. a lot of people lined up for that. You know, the event occurred on a... Uh, on the sideline of the National Beard and Mustache Championship. So they had a bigger event there, and this was like a sort of side thing. That took place Saturday at the city of Ford, Wyoming Center. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, a bunch of okay. hairy face uh, men. Uh, excuse me, Casper's well known. Um, I just looked it up. Is it really? Casper's known for the world-class fly fishing on the North Platte River. Hmm, really? Is the annual host for the college national finals rodeo Ain't that as so. well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and, and now for beer chains, and their, pop, their population is under 60,000. Oh, it's a small relatively little. small town. Mm-hmm. Okay. They on the map now. They on the map. Yeah, they got the beer chain. Right, I heard a rodeo, beard, and what's the other one? Fly fishing. Fly fishing. Fly fishing. Very and, popular. What now. is that, fish that fly? Yeah, you catch right. them. Yeah. How you catch right them? I haven't. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Okay, so where, you know. And the rodeos. Okay, so where's the ladies? What's, what's here? Just steers and queers? I mean, what? I, I, I'm not I haven't that. mentioned anybody say anything well, about it. fish. This ain't, oh, yeah, fish, this yeah. ain't all of a gentleman. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, steers and queers. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, but they are, uh, they are uh, quote, unquote, officially on the map. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps up our weird news for this week. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not taking any calls tonight. It's the Pajama Party Show. We're going to go right into, I'm just saying. I guess it is, some queers. <laughs> yeah. 
Anything like a beard chain is queer. Oh, well. I mean, queer in the way oh, of yeah. strange. Queer. All right, I'm just saying. I'm going to do this real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot, but I just want to talk about Thanksgiving. Mm. And I'm so. just saying tonight, if you can't, then don't. When it comes down to holiday dinners, you always have somebody that says they want to bring something. And then they bring a dish, and it's the dish that, you know, barely gets touched, if it gets touched at all. Well, that's a clear sign that that's not your thing. If you bring something and nobody eats it or, you know, people barely touch it, I'm just saying, if you can't, don't. If you can't cook, then don't. Stop trying to do stuff that is not your thing. If cooking is not your forte, Stop forcing the issue. The holidays are when people want to get together and have good times, good food, good vibes. But you can kill all of that with a horrible dish. Don't come up with some wild thing that somebody, you know, found some crazy recipe and you're trying to try it out on a big holiday gathering. This is not the time to experiment. If you want to try your hand at cooking something that you've never made, do it at home when it's just you and your family and let them try it out. And if they tell you this is not it, please don't bring that stuff to a holiday gathering. Why do you want to subject your friends and family and neighbors to something that's not ready for prime time? I'll put it that way. I'm just saying if you can't do it, Don't do it. Stick with what you can handle. Bring the ice. Bring the chips. Bring bring some store-bought cookies. Bring the beer. Bring the beer. Bring a store-bought cake or a pie. You know, bring bring some napkins and some disposable plates or something that's going to be useful and beneficial to wherever it is you're going. But please don't show up with something like people come up with some crazy stuff like, oh, I'm going to make some devil eggs and they got some wild stuff in it. And people are looking at it going, what is that? And they're like, oh, that's so-and-so's deviled eggs. And all of them are still sitting there at the end of the night. That's your indication that that's something that you should not have done. Or if you see only one gone and all the rest of them, that means one brave soul tried it and realized that that was not the move and nobody else was willing to step out. So I'm just saying, it's a holiday public service announcement. If you can't, then don't. Nobody's going to judge you for it. Just do what you can. Donate money. Bring wine. Bring a bottle. Bring the chips. Bring the ice. Bring the fun. (laughs) But don't bring food that is horrible if you can't cook. Stop trying. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, if you can't, please don't. That's all I'm saying. I'm just trying to help people out, you know. These holidays and different things, people come up with some stuff, they say, oh, I made this casserole, and it's got everything in it. You're like, everything? Like what? 
and they're naming like 20 things in it. You're like, oh, my God. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Papa Didi, living for the city. Well, oh, Lord, what's happening in the city? i tell you what. This is real, too. I'm about to put this place on blast. Mm-mm. And happy holidays. Now, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the, um, it was around the tail end of uh, the American Music Awards. I guess they were recorded around the same time that the other one was recorded. But it was on the tail end of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. I think that was Saturday night. And the American Music Awards was a sunny night. Now, they honored Lionel Richie back to back, both nights. Well, he was put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 100 years later than he was than he should have went in. And then the uh, American Music Award honored him as well, which is a good honor. They had uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, well, he had uh, Smokey Robinson bring him up, and Stevie Wonder did the music. You know, to to uh, justify his existence and everything, mm-hmm. he didn't sing like he did at uh, at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But one thing I saw, and I'm not talking about the uh, American Music Awards tonight. I'm talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, mm-hmm. now this place here. Okay, this racist ass institution. Mm-hmm. Okay, they really need to check themselves. Before they wreck themselves, because I'm gonna tell you what I don't know if you saw it. Anybody, you don't see it? Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It, right, I'm sure you can pull it up on. Uh, okay. I forget what network it was on, but I'm sure you can. It was actually it was on HBO. Okay. It's a lot of cursing, you know. HBO, they don't give a shit. They curse their ass off. Anyway, this institution has been so racist for so long that Eminem was put in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame only because they put Dr. Dre in. And Snoop Dogg recently, over the past last, within the last, let's say, five years, at the earliest, and them two could not go in without Dr. Dre going in. I mean, without Eminem going in. Okay? Because in all actuality, Eminem can mop up the floor with a lot of rappers out here. Okay? I mean, mop up the damn floor. Mm -hmm. Mop up the floor. He is off the chain. He performed that night. Blew everybody's mind. Them people in that audience was, and his realism when he talked on the microphone, he announced every rapper that exists, saying people that his brothers that need to be put in there. He had a page of every rapper in alphabetical order. He had like four pages. He went through every one, everybody from Rakeem, Big Daddy Kane, you name it, Queen Latifah. He went down the whole list. Um, you name it, MC Light. You you, you got to play it and listen to bro, what this brother said, mm-hmm. and listen to his four pages of rappers that he mentioned should be in it, which told the tale that everybody in that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does not deserve to be in there. It was only in there because they was white at the time, and they were connected to the owners. It was small. All of a sudden, they needed to make more money to keep the place open or to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So they started bringing other people, you know, mm-hmm. Janet Jackson, and they brought in Reefer Franklin. But that shit was all white at one time. And their 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 uh, view of rock and roll was, what well, they say, rock and roll. They actually brought in the Arithmics that night, 
you know, that did that song, Sweet Dreams, or made us. They had about three fucking hits their whole career. Mm-hmm. You knew them their whole career, but now they are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, and if you're going to put the Arrhythmics in there with three hits, where the hell is Tina Marie? You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good question. Or where's Rick James? You know what I'm saying? And you put Gladys Knight in there without the pips. Mm. Okay, I mean, my my, and I can go on and on how they finally brought in two people that went in that night. I was saying, I can't believe this. Well, three people that went in. It was a bunch of people went in there. But three people in particular was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Janet Jackson introduced them, brought them in. Mm-hmm. And um, Lana Ritchie and my girl, who I, I couldn't believe she wasn't had been in there, was a woman named Carly Simon. Mm-hmm. That is my absolute girl. Okay? Her songs, Anticipation, all the songs she sang, oh, my God, I'm just crazy about Carly Simon. Her music is so unbelievably good that she should have been in there. Why? What took you so long? But if you sit back and look at all these different people that never went in, my conclusion on all this is that these different genres of music need to put together their own Hall of Fame. Why doesn't the rappers have their own Hall of Fame? You got your own group, your own business. You got Dr. Dre, Eminem. You got all these people that are still living or almost dead, and you're not bringing we're, – we're, we're all them. And then they even put – they put Ice Cube in there a while back, <laughs> along with – they put Ice Cube in about three, four years ago, along with um, his group uh, – what was it? Uh, NWA. NWA. Put all that in. But that, that's when the movie came out and all that. So oh, they're yeah. doing shit to bring them. But how many rappers aren't in there that came in long, came out long before mm-hmm. Ice Cube was even born? People like Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and, mm-hmm. and all these jokers, Run, mm-hmm. Run DMC and all these people that mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you got to look at that. You got to look at when they brought in Eminem. His acceptance speech, it will blow your mind. Mm. He talked about his drug use and all this, and, you know, he was so real and open. He said, I did drugs because they were, they were fucking delicious. He told his daughter, hold your ears. He said his daughter's name. And he said, I said, okay, they're delicious. And then he said, okay, you, you can take your, your hands off your ears. And I'm telling you, it was just, it was amazing. But my conclusion to all this, just like the, the Hispanic people did with the Grammys, they got the hell away from that. Yeah, they got their the last in the world. They, you're damn right they did. They they say, you know what, you, y'all ain't got to give us yeah. no, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. But these people have got to get their own genre, got to do their own Hall of Fame, or they will not be one. We have got to stop sitting around waiting for somebody to give us something. Because people are only going to give us something when there's time, because they're going to give it to their own first. And when they got a couple minutes or a little bit of time, they'll give you something. It's just like the job market. You're not going to get advanced unless you step up and say, I need an advancement. I need more money. I have a family. I need Saturdays off. Nobody's going to give you nothing. Nobody's going to give you nothing in this world. You've got to ask for it. You ain't got to demand it. You ain't got to go in hard. But you got to go to your boss one day and say, look, look, I just had a child. This is killing me. I need Saturday off. If you're not going to pay more money, I need Saturday off because I can't do I can't do six days a week. It's killing me. I'm not even seeing my wife, I'm not seeing my child. I'm in here from eight in the morning until you know. But anyway, long story short, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You got a lot of catching up to do.
Okay. Thank you so much. That's Eminem. That's my boy. Yeah. yeah so we'll have to check that out. It's on out. HBO. Okay. Well, what was HBO last time? I'm sure it'll be Yeah, I think it was on ABC originally. Oh, All right. Let's go to Hollywood Rapper. Go ahead with cursing. I don't think it was on ABC. Well, they were beeping it out on ABC. Well, you want to hear it real on HBO. ABC. They were beeping out all the profanity. Oh, But look at it on HBO and you'll hear all of it. I'll take it off. I'll take it off. All right. Anyway. Hollywood wrap-up. Oh, 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 we're there? Yeah, we're there. Let's go. You ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hollywood. Hollywood. Thank you so much. It's time for the Hollywood Wrap-Up with Kettle. All right. That's a good segue that you gave me, dear Papa D. Okay. Because Mr. Byron Allen has created his own award. Uh-oh. Oh, watch out. It's called the GRIO Award. I'm not sure what the acronym might be for that. Mm. Um, That um, comes on November the 26th and hosted by Cheryl Underwood and Tay Diggs. Ah. Um, Top performers, um, Patty LaBelle, Fantasia, Tyrese, Yolanda Adams. Um, honorees, I'm surprised, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Dave Chappelle, these are honorees. He's going to get the Cultural Icon Award. Um, ben Crump, the um, lawyer, he's getting the Justice Icon Award. Patty LaBelle, she's getting the Music Icon Award. So, you know, he has different awards. Um, Jennifer Hudson, Trailblazer Award, and Plumitifa, Television Icon. And uh, I guess they got to mix it up and, and put some. Caucasian and Persuasion in there. Norman Lear, he's getting the, he's getting the Champion Icon Award. So. Interesting. That's, that's what I said. Interesting. Grio is a storyteller. It's like an African type storyteller. Keep the stories passing down. Okay. Well, that's, that's why he named it that name. Okay. He put the like Persuasion in there. There you go. Okay. All right. Um, also, uh, Snoop Dogg, he's in the news. Snoop Dogg, Sade, Teddy, Teddy Riley, nominated for Songwriters Hall of Fame. Talking about awards and Hall of Fame. Snoop Dogg and Sade have been selected as nominees for the Songwriters Hall uh, of Fame. They are among the 21 finalists, both as individuals and as a team, in the running for the class of 2023. Songwriters became eligible for the Hall of Fame 20 years after the first commercial release of a song they wrote or co-wrote. Hmm, okay. Sade. I guess she's going back on tour. Yeah, I heard she was releasing new music, so. Right. Okay. Isn't that your girl, Paul? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay, that's what's up. We'll see. Okay. Also, in the news, comedian Mike Epps. He's going to open uh, a venue um, in Detroit. It's in the former Punchbowl social space. Stand-up comedian, actor Mike Epps, and others are planning to open one Mike Detroit, a multifaceted entertainment venue in downtown Detroit that will host stand-up comedy as well as live music and spoken word from local and national artists. Interesting. Mike Epps, he's doing a lot of different things. He just um, started on the show with his wife. They're doing the home improvement, the homes and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm like, that's nothing new. But, I mean, they, they're they getting getting into that, um, uh, you know. Okay, they're in that space, huh? Right. Um, Disney is putting out something called Disenchanted. 
um, Yvette Nicole Brown. She's going to be part of that trio. Um, Maya Rudolph and Amy Adams. Oh, okay. Um, they're going to be part of that as well. Disenchanted so, takes place ten years after the original film, long after Princess Giselle found her happily ever after in New York City with her prince. Okay. Well, what they're doing now, I guess. <laughs> Disenchanted, I guess. Uh, interesting. Um, Chris Brown, he's in the news as well. Um, they canceled the Michael Jackson tribute. Um, they snatched it. It's supposed to be a tribute thriller. 40 years. Wow, that's a long time. I can't believe thriller's 40. Yeah. Um, Brown told his 121 million Instagram followers that he has planned performances to honor the king of pop was nixed by the American Music Awards a few days ahead of the show without explanation, and his followers and fans are in severe mad. So, <laughs> so trying to figure out what is going on. But um, some rumors going around about Chris Brown. Yeah, he's got... He, he's, <sighs> I think he's kind of blackballed, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. It's all just allegations, so right he hasn't gone to prison. Nothing gone to jail or anything. So I don't know. Okay. Okay. And last but not least, Rhoda Flack. She has ALS. Uh, she's, uh, she can't sing. Can't do anything. The aggressive disease has made it impossible to sing and not easy to speak. Um, her manager says that. And I didn't hear you. What did you say? Rhoda Flack. No, you said she she is. Um, She's not able to um, sing oh, or okay. speak. It's not it's easy. It's not easy for her to speak as well. Oh wow! So um, yeah, but uh, she's eighty five. Wow! I know when I've seen her recently, she's always been in a wheelchair. You know, you know now this comes out well, that confirms everything. So. That's my Hollywood wrap up for tonight. Short. All oh, right. Thank you so much. I will back up, go down to the kiss of this property. What is the kiss of this? If you oh, can describe that, please. Yeah. That's yeah. a list of people that showed their butt over the last week or so. All right. And, uh, you got a list of what? There's a far well, few between. I guess we're off the top of our head. One, we can go for the lady that lost the uh, governor race of uh, oh, yeah. oh, Arizona. Oh. What's her name? Lake? Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. You know, I'm going to give a quote on what she said. She was at a conference before the election. She said, they asked her, well, if you win the election, will you team up with, will you quit your job and team up with Donald Trump in 24 as the VP? He said, first of all, after I win and get reelected for another four years, then I'll consider what I'm going to do with my own inspiration for president. Now, she lost. Okay, so not only was she not able to do her first four years and said that I'm going to get reelected. See, this girl, this lady did the classic, put the cart before the damn horse. And when you do that, the horse ain't going nowhere because the cart's in the way. So, you know, she's on the kissing list because she just showed her butt. Well, I'm going to add the guy that was stealing or dealing human remains. No, that whole crazy situation and whoever stole them from the mortuary, mm. you're in the kissing list. <laughs> right along with them. Yeah, uh, the Chrisleys, 
Mr. and Mrs. Presley. Mm-hmm. The whole damn family. Yeah, they're they on the kitchen list. They was all enjoying the luxuries of everything. So they all guilty. I'm going to uh, give Papa this one, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They on the kitchen list. I mean, you know. They're a mess. Until you start talking about things, you really don't they really are look a mess. at those things. Yeah. And then they give it to people when they old as dirt. I mean, come on. You know, my goodness. Oh, Not a rich you should have been. That, that it for everybody for this week? Donald mm-hmm. Trump, of course. Yeah, boy. Um, yeah. Brady. Of course, 45 Brady. All those yeah. people that got into that, that Ponzi scheme. Yeah, that FTX, <laughs> crypto thing. Mm-hmm. All those ambassadors. Mm-hmm. All right, we got something special for you. And here Kiss it is. my entire my ass All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of Papa DJ here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Come swat, darling. Woo, it's time for the last word. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, well, it was Hope a good one. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a good one, plenty of food, you know, everything was good. Uh, just digesting now, wearing uh, elastic uh, in my pants. Um, no buttons, no zippers, just elastic sweatpants. Uh, just, just uh, you know, just be safe out there, you know, be safe. My last word is on a Friday after Thanksgiving, I'm going to rock my moo-moo. I'm going to be comfortable. I ain't even dealing with elastic. I'm going to be comfortable <laughs> and, and not be restricted so I can enjoy all the leftovers. So restricted so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. And like I said before, if you can't, don't. That's my last word. Yeah. What's your last word, Kevin? Don't what? What do you mean? Anything. Oh, don't, don't get no <laughs> chance. <laughs> Just sit back if and relax. If it's thing, don't do it. Yeah, that makes to. sense because a lot of people are out there doing stuff. Yeah, if do. that ain't your thing, then just don't. Um, My last word is um, just be kind to someone. You know, step on somebody's foot by accident and say sorry. Yeah, even if they're going to look crazy, just say, look, my bad or whatever. Just... Don't create no confrontation because people are crazy out here nowadays. So. Yeah. Apparently they're pumping something in the air, and you don't need to be a part of that. <laughs> you don't, look, you don't have to yeah. smell <laughs> or suck that in. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, do not feed into uh, whatever, trouble, whatever it is. Just stay away from it. So Just be safe out there and hey, peace. Yeah. All right. Good weekend. Well, that wraps it up for us on a Friday night. We'll see you guys again next Friday night. And again, a gobble gobble. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family and friends. And like Kevin said, be kind to one another and be kind to yourself. We love you. 
Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Good night, and thanks to the family that came out to the Thanksgiving. All right, and good night, everybody. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Oh, close the